0: founder of 1101 and about 20 years of experience in various capacities, product development, you know, design, and especially as a blockchain evangelist. We're really glad to have you on our show. If you could go through some of your experiences through your journey, building 1101, uh, trying to help startups or incubators, that we be great.
1: Thanks. I mean, thanks for having me on Blockchain FM radio. It's pretty exciting that you guys are doing this initiative. I mean, it's a very unique one, at least from an India standpoint. Uh, There have been many outside, but I think good that you guys are doing so. So congratulations on that. My journey has been mostly technology for the last, for the good 20 years. I've worked with the likes of Nortel, Ericsson, Motorola, Cisco, Cognitronics, and many other companies. And that kind of gives me a good perspective about deep engineering, whether it is building engineering teams, architecture, putting out test labs, things of that kind. And I've been pretty fortunate to have been associated with large companies, both in India and US. And that's been my large part of the career. So I built protocol stacks in my past life, and I've also been product management head for companies like Polycom, whom we helped build their India engineering center. Post that, I've also been associated with T-Hub, where I helped build uh, T-Hub's corporate innovation program, where T-Hub is today India's largest innovation ecosystem engine and building the world's largest. And I've got the opportunity to work with a lot of startups, um, how do they look at challenges and problems and what are the problems they typically get faced and hung up on and how can we help them kind of you know, move the needle on that. So that's kind of a quick one and then the last couple of years I've been kind of mostly dabbling into blockchain understanding because blockchain is one domain which is as complex as it gets at various different levels and I'll be happy to kind of spill the beans in terms of which aspect of it you want me to touch upon.
0: So I I think with blockchain, like you rightly said, it has several aspects. It has uh, on the one hand adoption challenges, which could be multiple faceted political adoption challenges, just awareness itself. And uh, right down to the technology level, there are multiple competing technologies that could fill in multiple gaps. So what do you think blockchain developer when he is approaching a solution or uh, when he wants to become an entrepreneur, where does he start?
1: Sure. I think uh, you touched on uh, very critical points and I think a couple of questions in there which I'll try to break it up. So the first thing is in terms of um, how a country or a government is looking at this space, right? So one thing that comes up pretty often is people kind of loosely couple or interchangeably use blockchain and crypto. Mm And I think one thing to kind of make it very clear for the audiences, blockchain is like any other technology. It is like any other client-server technology, which is has uh, white and black as it gets. And there are large corporates like Microsoft, IBM, uh, and everybody who's trying to build solutions around it. And for engineers, there is not a question to be asked in terms of what I need to kind of go after or if there is any aspect of gray in there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll kind of come back to this in a second. In terms of crypto, crypto obviously has different shades of grey and those are reasons because people do not understand the concept of crypto. Cryptocurrency provides a different way of how you can raise capital faster and how you can trade digital assets. The problem is different countries have different regulatory framework and there are some who have not gotten on to putting either a framework or making a call. India is at that point where India is trying to understand different countries and trying to come up with regulatory framework. Mm -hmm. India is looking at uh, Japan, Singapore, Swiss and multiple other stuff, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Again, cryptocurrency, uh, whether it is launching, ICOs, exchanges, are perfectly legal and regulated in many other countries where as a business as an entrepreneur if you want to double into that you are free to dabble into that uh, even in india i mean there are end retail customers who can hold crypto into their wallets and that is like uh outside of the regulatory framework mm-hmm. so that's kind of you know where blockchain and crypto today are mm-hmm. from a developer standpoint i think what matters is the technology aspect mm-hmm. whether it is blockchain or whether it is crypto. I think the question to be asked is if I'm a developer, if I have a background, or if I'm in college, is graduating out, what are the skill set today I need? Mm-hmm. So, the good part is if you are, if you're like, you know, you have fundamentally strong programming language mm-hmm. and you have a desire to get into blockchain, you easily can. Whether you pick, like, you know, an Ethereum Solidity uh, framework, or if you pick up an IBM hyperledger framework or if you pick up any upcoming thing whether it is eos or even for our matter 1101 where mm-hmm. our testnet should be live by end of december uh, there are multiple protocols that are today available where people will allow you to write programs against them which is essentially a combination of smart contracts that goes onto the ledger and then there is an application where you have a classical front end back end mm-hmm. and that together meshes up a blockchain application so to say right um, and I'm kind of pretty excited because blockchain is one of the most emerging upcoming domains. Mm-hmm. It holds the potential and promise to solve a lot of problems and hence there is a need for a lot of development engineers. Mm-hmm. And India has been a home ground you know, from the last 20 years building up some of the largest services companies whether it is TCS, Infosys, Wipro and the likes. Mm-hmm. So I think we are in a, in a nice point in time to ride that wave and uh, i would kind of really suggest and recommend that people learn this as sooner as they can and get into this space
0: an interesting segue into 1101 Uh, we've seen uh, and and it's a homegrown application i'm really proud about that Uh, thanks to you maybe blockchain developers now that are getting familiar with hyperledger and gaining familiarity on ethereum and on the upcoming blockchains what do you see as the adoption curve when they want to learn 1101 and start building using 1101
1: 1101 is obviously today india's um, true homegrown protocol Mm -hmm. uh, which kind of serves both uh, the public side of the blockchain and private Mm -hmm. think of it as an operating system that can be instantiated in multiple ways um, so, one of the things we are trying to do is the public blockchain will obviously serve most of the startup class category, people who can use it, and then service it using uh, crypto from a transaction standpoint. And then obviously we're going after the private blockchain space through Tech Mahindra, who is a strategic investor and partner. And they would provide us access into all their global customers, people who want to build POCs or various blockchain solutions, which is centered around 11.01. So 11.01 is today a true protocol platform, which now application developers can have access to uh, in about a month's time when we will be testing it live. We're also looking at the government space more from an influence standpoint and less from a revenue. Because I think the government is looking at a true India-based protocol to base a lot of their uh, products and solutions on. Mm-hmm. We have been talking to various state governments, uh, including central government, uh, Ministry of Finance, Nitya Aayog, etc. in terms of what the, our thought process is mm-hmm. and how India should kind of architect and build uh, an India chain sort of thing, which can work with Aadhaar pretty closely.
0: Mm-hmm. The developers, if they know Hyperledger or Ethereum, what is it closely modeled?
1: I think uh, both are pretty good platforms today because one, they are the most entrenched one. People are building a lot of applications, Mm -hmm. uh, both on Ethereum, uh, whether it is on the public side or the private side, which is the likes of uh, Quorum uh, in different consensus model. Mm -hmm. And there are obviously Hyperledger, which is like, you know, a a large corporate enterprise class blockchain platform. Mm -hmm. So in terms of fundamentals, I think both of them are pretty good and i think uh, there's a lot more ethereum solidity developers mm-hmm. so that was one reason where 1101 also picked uh, solidity as a reference language to begin with mm-hmm. for writing the smart contracts as we provide more access and flexibility for people to latch onto other languages okay. uh, so we wanted to kind of take advantage and not reinvent the wheel mm-hmm. but provide features frameworks tools utilities and larger community that will be more meaningful So 1101 today intends to build the largest development ecosystem in the country and probably in the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are trying to work closely with a lot of partners in the Asian countries including Korea. So one of the things that we are trying to do with the state of Telangana is kind of build the blockchain district Mm -hmm. uh, where obviously the founding members along with Tech Mahindra. Mm -hmm. uh, We are trying to do a city to city level thing with uh, Seoul and also build government to government level relation between India and Korea at that scale.
0: Which is really wonderful. So, uh, in terms of the blockchain district, I want to see what is the, Telangana's vision for the uh, blockchain district or your, your vision in terms of
1: what you're Sure. Communicating? Yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. I think um, Telangana, uh, we are a pretty innovative state uh, by any benchmark, by any standards. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are enough examples of, if you look at KTR Garu, what he has done with the state, uh, T-Hub is an excellent example mm-hmm. of he kind of coming on board and building this right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And T-Hub is today an example and a lot of states, at least 20 different states have come and kind of you know looked at the T-Hub model to build how innovation clusters needs to be done. So I think that served the purpose for what needs to be done in innovation. Uh, Think of uh, the blockchain district has an equivalent, uh, which is a t-hub for blockchain, right? And I think that will be a space, both physical and programmatically, Mm -hmm. where it will bring people together, whether it is people like y'all who are evangelists, trying to promote blockchain, people from the development community, Mm -hmm. people on the marketing community, people on the thought leadership community, whole bunch of system integration companies, people who are building protocols, stacks, people who are building applications on top of it, Mm -hmm. people who are doing policy guidelines. So I think this will be like one such place where all stakeholders will come together and create one of the most buzzing and dynamic activity from a blockchain standpoint. There's a lot of investment that countries like China is doing Korea is doing mm-hmm. and I think India has been a laggard right. so I think at 1101, one of the things that we want to solve along with the state of Telangana is kind of change that mm-hmm. and put India on the global blockchain roadmap
0: a recent article I read was talking about you know similar to the brain drain that happened earlier there's a brain drain uh, with respect to blockchain you know developers as well that, that that is happening. Uh, is there something that we can do to maybe check that or uh, provide them with more opportunities here?
1: Um, so I think the the good part is the blockchain uh, developer density is kind of uh, small anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is not a lot of development capacity that is available. Mm-hmm. And whomever we talk to, and we had we were on a roadshow going to China, Hong Kong. Singapore, Korea. Mm -hmm. And we met with uh, a lot of big uh, protocol companies, exchanges, Mm -hmm. uh, people who are doing uh, hardware wallets, people who are doing security audits. And everybody had the same thing that we don't have enough developers and Mm -hmm. scale is going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. And that's where we started thinking that, um, how come has India, we can't have an answer to that. Uh, So I think that's a good part that there is a a lack of engineering talent. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the bad part obviously is like India still, is in its infancy in terms of the development growth. But I think that's where we think that the, the time is right and there is an opportunity uh, to build a, a pretty mammoth development ecosystem and that's exactly what we are trying to do with Blockchain District.
0: You've already worked with incubation firms, you've helped a lot of startups as well. So in terms of their roadmap, how, how do they chalk out their roadmap? What, they, what what do you think will be their greatest challenges? How, how do they maintain this team?
1: Sure. So one of the things is I think the good thing is people are learning blockchain, Mm -hmm. Uh, but unless you kind of create a continuity of sort, I think you're going to forget it and go back to your work or job or whatever else you're doing. Uh, So one of the things to kind of uh, assure uh, from a self-discipline standpoint and from a program continuation standpoint is there needs to be a follow up, there needs to be a larger project traction in terms of picking some of the project and working Mm -hmm. Uh, and obviously, at 1101, we'll be happy to kind of throw some of the DAP challenges through many of our partners. In fact, we work closely with uh, Idea Labs, which is doing a bunch of programs on 1101 mm-hmm. and the center of excellence in JNTU. Mm-hmm. We also want to do things where people are given this opportunity to build application on 1101 mm-hmm. and where we can onboard a lot of partners to kind of, you know, inculcate those learnings, uh, inculcate those practices mm-hmm. and avenues for people to engage with the industry. So I think we are doing it in our own way and obviously we also think that blockchain district will kind of you know come to the rescue for many of those mm-hmm. uh, but I think it also requires that the, the students or the developers kind of stick to it and improve their competence on it and that is something that we are still seeing there's lot of uh, gap there mm-hmm. so I think it has to be like a multi-pronged approach I mean the other thought is like you know um, We are still in early stage from a blockchain standpoint Mm -hmm. even though it is like you know three to five years old depending on how you look at it but I still think we are in a pretty early stage Mm -hmm. so for people who are trying to get onto the bandwagon now it will be very lucrative Mm -hmm. uh, from whichever angle Mm -hmm. and then I think we need a lot of people in the ecosystem to help push the agenda of blockchain forward. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we will obviously kind of do a lot of heavy lifting from a 1101 standpoint mm-hmm. and blockchain district standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, because one of the things is for us, we, uh, the challenge is to kind of put India on the on mm-hmm. the on the world blockchain roadmap. So I think uh, we will obviously do that, and we need support from everyone around, including Blockchain FM Radio, uh, to kind of put this word out to as many people as possible, mm-hmm. and encourage people to kind of you know get
0: onto blockchain. Sure. Uh, Sorry, just one more thing that comes to my mind is uh, in in a lot of these cases, policy and regulations become paramount. From your industry uh, versus government interactions, what is happening in the policy space that can help, you know, both cryptocurrency as well as blockchain? I think they sort of go hand in hand. Sure. Um,
1: I've been kind of uh, pretty lucky to have been uh, interacting with various state governments. Mm -hmm. I'm also like a senior advisor to the state of Assam for all things innovation and emerging tech. I'm also on the Global Governing Board for Commonwealth Youth in Malaysia. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I meet with a lot of uh, bureaucrats, a lot of ministers, and policymakers, Mm -hmm. And everybody is pretty positive. Everybody is pretty positive and supportive. And India as a country cannot take knee-jerk reaction in terms of how to do the regulatory framework, especially in terms of crypto where there is enough use cases of money laundering, and a lot of antisocial activities. So I think uh, India will kind of take it's time to put the framework mm-hmm. uh, and I think that will happen and that's the right way to go about it. Uh, but having said that, I think crypto is one part of the whole story. In terms of building blockchain, understanding as a pure technology, mm-hmm. uh, there is no nothing stopping Zombies. the people from you know learning, implementing and moving forward. Uh, so I think there is all the support and backing from a government standpoint. The policies are pretty clear and will get clearer based on other things. Uh, so I think it's very supportive uh, from uh, the close interaction that I have had. Uh, so I think people should kind of stop worrying about uh, and thinking that you know uh, the government is doing a clampdown of sort, which is not really the case, and should kind of continue to kind of you know move forward in terms of learning and adopting the blockchain space.
0: I think uh, with that, we we really thank you for your time and uh, and your inputs. Uh, You've been a tremendous influence for the state of Telangana and for the blockchain community as a whole uh, here and and possibly for uh, a long time to come. And from the Blockchain FM radio team, we wish you all the best with your future efforts with uh, 1101 and the building uh, substantial base for the blockchain community as well. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, best of luck.